0: Hi and welcome to the Natural Mama podcast. My name's is Talia, I'm a qualified naturopath and I'm your host. Previously on the Natural Mama podcast we spoke to Rena Kosanen about cranial sacral therapy and today we'll be speaking to Alison Mitchell about taking care of yourself postpartum. Welcome to the Natural Mama podcast. My name is Bec and I'm here with the lovely Alison Mitchell today. Alison is a naturopath uh, in the western suburbs of Sydney and uh, she's been working with mums and kids and guts and girly bits, which is also the name of her um, podcast as well. So thanks for coming along and speaking to me today, Alison. I appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks so much for having me. And so tell me a little bit about how you ended up uh, as a naturopath.
1: Well, I started studying naturopathy straight out of high school and it's a bit of a funny one. I remember looking through the books that you had, the catalogues for university, looking through all the different courses and trying to find out what really sang to me. And I actually finally settled on naturopathy as a career choice from that because looking through it, I was like, this sounds really good this sounds right up my avenue I always was a bit of a nerd and I always really liked that image of like the wise woman gathering herbs and healing and then in addition to that I actually really liked uh massage too like I like giving massages and the course that I chose had massage as a key component of it so that that sang to me and I got into it and I loved it and it was really interesting because during that whole process, I was actually going through a bit of my own health journey at at the same time with my period because I was, I used to get these shocking periods where I would pass out from the pain and like, TMI I know but like uh, that's what naturopaths talk about we're always TMI aren't we (laughs) (laughs) this is very true very true (laughs) nothing sacred (laughs) nothing's limits (laughs) um, I would get like the heaviest of heaviest periods and so much Mm. clotting and pain and like I would I would vomit with them from the pain it was just shocking and so I just went through this journey of discovering what was going on with my own health and Um, naturopathy ended up being a really helpful tool in my arsenal and it just bolstered my love for the profession and so then I did my degree and I loved it and I started practicing and been doing it ever since and then I've recently the last few years also been teaching at Endeavour College of Natural Health and lecturing in naturopathy and nutrition and i do that two days a week at the moment and i'm in clinic three days a week and in every spare scrap of time i have i love spending time with my two children as well
0: (laughs) oh fantastic (laughs) and so i see that you're a bit of a foodie as well you quite like food and cooking and eating nice things
1: is that right love food so much
0: (laughs) i I don't know you
1: and i I are friends now (laughs) i don't know if you're into astrology but i like i'm a taurian and taurians are really into food and pretty things and that's me
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i feel you i'm a sagittarian um food i think is a really big thing for us as well it's always yeah we're probably overindulging in too much so (laughs) i I really understand (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice. so as a mum and you've got two little ones um you know quite a bit about looking after uh yourself postpartum or after you've given birth um i imagine you've had uh yeah with the two kids you've had quite a bit of practice with that too <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes and yeah. personally and also professionally um, because I do work with a lot of women who have just had babies and I've experienced that journey that these women go through and it's it's a very interesting fun but challenging
0: journey absolutely absolutely and i know there's a lot of mums uh, uh you know who i speak to quite frequently uh usually once their first child is born become quite surprised with um you know, how much I suppose they didn't know or how tired they can feel um, postpartum as well. And, you know, different things happen, I suppose, during the birthing process that can be unexpected for a lot of people as well. Um, What kinds of things do you generally see when you are uh, speaking to people about looking after themselves after having uh, giving birth?
1: Yeah, so I see a lot of fatigue. And fatigue is probably just part and parcel of being a new mum but it doesn't have to be as bad as it is I think there's so yes. many different things that could potentially cause a new mum to be fatigued um, one is whether the baby is actually giving the mum the opportunity to sleep but yes if the physical health and and the vitality of the mother isn't nurtured as it should be then it's no wonder that she feels so fatigued If you think about the wondrous journey of pregnancy as well and and you're actually growing another human within you and you are supplying it with your own goodness and nutrients and then you deliver the baby and you deliver that beautiful placenta and within that placenta, you are losing quite a lot of nutrients as well. So quite a lot of zinc and iron goes into that. And normally, well, when I say normally, I mean like traditionally, we would have eaten that and gotten it back or at least some of it. Yes. Whereas nowadays, like that's not socially acceptable. So we're not getting those levels of zinc back. Our iron is actually quite low for most women during pregnancy as well, because of the high level of inflammation and irritation that our diet often provides and to our digestive system. And we are finding more and more deficiencies as well in, in, women and things like methylation imbalances that are affecting your b vitamin utilization is another common one and so imbalances in all of these aspects is causing a physical burden on the body the other thing is that women are expected to be super women these days and we're given the jobs of being a mum and then we're expected to just jump back into our career like within a week or two and um it's maybe their own career or they're looking after their husband's business like quite a lot of women that i know do do that and and you don't get a break from that so you have no you've got a newborn in your arms and you're doing the the paperwork um even if you don't work it's still full-on because like Parenting is hard. So yeah. <laughs> yes. it's it is a bigger job than it should be because we're lacking that village that we used to have. And the village is such a key thing, isn't it? And I do I do say to all of my patients that if you can just work on forming a village around yourself and getting that network there. And if you don't have friends and family close, then it's a perfect opportunity to try and form new friendships and join mother's groups. And uh, the hospital often offers these as well. And it's such a wonderful thing to do because even if you can't um, have them helping you out physically, you know doing the cooking and the cleaning for you you've still got that emotional yes. connection that you can offload and sometimes if you're feeling alone in being a parent then that can be really draining on you too yes. so apart so there's the nutritional side of things and then there's the the workload side of things too and then there's the whole um issue in terms of the sleep deprivation which is yes yes yeah. <laughs> fatigued and you know it's, it's pretty hard unless you've got a perfect baby most women yeah. are going to be deprived of sleep for about the next five years of your life <laughs> yes
0: at least sometimes
1: <laughs> at least. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yeah I, i'm no expert on. on sleep god i wish i was um, but <laughs> like you do, you do have to get those um good sleep habits in place and you know, talking to sleep experts is a great technique, great thing to do. And yeah, if you're ever looking for a baby shower gift, that could be a gift voucher for a sleep expert. <laughs>
0: So I guess, you know, again, looking after the postpartum woman, I suppose, is a very multifaceted kind of thing. It's not just as simple as turning around and going, well, you know, there may be um, some nutrient deficiencies there, which would certainly contribute to, you know, someone not feeling so well uh, or very tired after they've had a baby, but also looking at, you know, socially having supports and emotional supports for uh, these women too which is very important, yeah. Um. Do you find that you see, uh, you know, along with the fatigue with women, um, you know, postpartum, do you find that uh, alongside that you see new um, changes, irritability, things like anxiety as well at the same time?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. the, you've got the different extremes of that. You can have someone who is just living in an oxytocin bubble and then you can have someone who is experiencing postpartum depression but you don't have to be one or the other you can be anywhere along that that timeline um just because you're happy one day doesn't mean you're always going to be happy and just because you're depressed one day doesn't mean you're always going to be depressed Uh, but it is very common to experience feelings like like you said postpartum as well and your hormones are changing so so much and particularly straight after birth as well if you ever experienced that um, post-birth three-day blues the baby baby blues I guess is the word for it thank you that's an example of how extreme your hormones can cause your mood to fluctuate and you're getting this massive surge of your prolactin that's coming in which is causing all of your neurotransmitters to just like go crazy and continues to happen um throughout that first that fourth trimester period so the fourth trimester is essentially that extra three months after having had the baby and it's something that many people don't really think of as a thing but it's a really yeah. important time isn't it um yeah so many women um it's not that commonly known about but actually get an extreme emotional surge every time they get a letdown as well and again that's to do with that that oxytocin and that prolactin change that's occurring when when their milk um is coming down affecting their serotonin and yeah there's various things that will impact on that you know your gut health and nutritional status and your genetics too Uh, but yeah yeah so it's this time of craziness (laughs) with all of your (laughs) your neurotransmitters and then you're depleted and you're run down. So many women are, like, stressed. Um, Their cortisol is high, trying to cope with it, and then you've got the anxieties of being a new mum. And then you've got the um, hormonal changes, which is making it even harder to deal with all of that too. Such yeah, it's really a bit of a mixed bag, isn't it, at that time? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I think when you haven't been through it yourself, you can observe it from an outside perspective and be like, What are they going on about? It's not that bad, but it's like having to like it's it's like you're handicapped essentially. <laughs> Well,
0: even with sleep deprivation alone, I mean, you know, they talk about even from a perspective of driving a car. If you're tired, don't drive a car because, you know, your reaction times or everything's a little bit spaced out. Mm. But it's, you know, even just with the sleep deprivation, just ends, or being tired just tends to space you out or everything gets a bit crazy.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Some days are worse than others, but. <laughs>
0: true yes. true well my little one's sick and yeah it's not sick he's six and yes we still have our nights where
1: sleep doesn't happen so <laughs> it yeah. does get better on right here <laughs> oh, One day maybe when one they day about, yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
0: yeah so do you have any particular um i suppose strategies or top tips for looking after yourself postpartum as well
1: For sure. I suggest that you need to find a village. That's like a really important thing. Um, You need to have uh, expectations set in place with your partner and that can basically have that sort of established as to what you want them to achieve and don't be a martyr and don't, they try and do everything yourself. Like really just divvy that up. Even if they're working, you still do need to sort of give yourself a break because it's easy easy to sort of think, it's, well, they have to go to work, so I don't want them to have to do anything about it. Like you, you don't get a break either. They need to come in yeah. and take their, sh- their share. In terms of your diet, you really do need to look after yourself with your diet and um, not just snacking um carbohydrate foods all the time like you need to have your your proteins and your good fat and you need to have your variety of your nutrients in there and it's really tricky when you've just got a baby to to do that but put the baby down in a bouncer on the floor while you're cooking and um or pop them in a baby um wearing wrap or a, a sling or something along those lines while you're cooking and do heaps of batch cooking and freeze portions and get stuff ready to go and don't be afraid of using good quality freezer meals there's heaps of stuff available these days and then all always thinking of like stuff that you can buy that's already cut up for you not perfect yep. generally but you know what at this time it doesn't really have to be perfect it's better to do a little bit of something good than to um not do anything because you're afraid of not being perfect um yeah and yeah so when when you're doing your dinner Top up your stuff for the next day. Make cut up all your snacks ready to go, and then get your breakfast ready to go as well. And I like I suggest things like chia puddings or overnight oats, so that you can just wake up, grab it out of the fridge, and just start spooning it into your mouth. Um, so you need to start by getting your food right, and then as much yep. as you can, um, you know, get sleep sorted. Get um, sleep training if you need to talk to a sleep expert if you need to and then make sure you're drinking enough water particularly important for breastfeeding mummies because you do have a requirement for an extra 500 mils a day take your multivitamin yes. and yes when when you're physically um approved to do so by your, your doctor get active go for walks and also, make sure that you're looking after your physical health by getting massages, getting physio, or getting osteo or acupuncture, or whichever one you feel comfortable doing. Because if you're in pain, that's just tops it all off and it makes it a really shitty thing to do. Yeah,
0: and- absolutely.
1: Yeah. And like I said, with the village before, that can just be um, like having that group of friends and having that family there and definitely asking for help and having some personal time. Like there's studies that say that an hour of personal time each week helps to reduce the severity of postpartum depression. But I do think that you need more than that. And then yes. you get your, your network of your practitioners around you, such as an electropath, such as a women's health physio, to help you with your pelvic floor because that's really important. And um, a women's health physio can look after your pelvic floor and look after things like um, abdominal separation as well, if you're experiencing any of that, and all of the aches and pains that you might experience as your body is adjusting after having baby and also while you're breastfeeding and in regards to breastfeeding it can be extremely stressful for a lot of mums and i think that breastfeeding is absolutely amazing and so it's If you can do everything you can to make it work for you, please try. And I suggest getting a a good quality lactation consultant to give you that advice. And um, that really does help to make things easier because so many mums are given wrong information by well-meaning midwives. And then another midwife comes along and gives you slightly different information. And then it just gets so confusing. So if you have one person who is like a high level lactation consultant to give you that advice then you can do well with that yeah Uh, absolutely yeah uh yeah so then having that sort of um mentality as well of that it's okay to put the baby down there in the bouncer or it's okay to put the baby on your chest and, and still get things done um for yourself as well because I think it's when you're a bit afraid to do anything um for fear of letting putting the baby down you know like even things like having a shower when you first yes. have a baby you're like how am I gonna have a shower what if the baby yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just pop the baby on the floor in the bathroom. It'll be okay.
0: (laughs) And you know what? It takes away from the times when you do have a shower. And I remember this very clearly after my son was born going in the shower and being sure I could hear him crying every time. And then I'd walk out and he wouldn't be, (laughs) be asleep. But having them in the bathroom, which is a really, like you said, a really good way of, you know, you can still have your shower but yeah you're not constantly imagining
1: that they're calling out to you yeah, i know I mean, you're, like, you're like scrubbing your hair scrub scrub what was that scrub scrub what yeah, was that basically kicking like, your head out the door every 10 seconds exactly it's
0: not a relaxing shower then at all
1: no. are these <laughs> are great strategies for new mums too Oh, well, I, I know that it can be such a challenging time. And like every new mum's journey is different. So some th- some of these things might not work for them. But yes. it's also asking for help, you know, going and seeking help. And yes. I, I do have another suggestion as well. It is stay off mummy forums. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, <laughs> and just never, ever let anyone guilt you. <laughs> because no that's so everyone's true journey is different
0: yeah absolutely and they can cause more stress than they're worth at the end mm-hmm. of the day
1: mm-hmm. just you, absolutely you've got to trust your instincts as well because you know your baby more than anyone so you've got to trust your instincts
0: yeah absolutely so is there any myths around i suppose uh postpartum health that you're aware of that you'd like to bust i'm quite into myth busting these days you know what's a myth that um has been floated around that you're aware of that uh you know differently about (laughs) (laughs)
1: Mm. well I I've actually heard a few myths um one of them is that um you know you're expected to bounce back into shape (laughs) immediately having a baby you see all these pictures of mums just bouncing back but it if you think about how long it takes for your body to get to the Point of that ultimate climax of pregnancy, which is the birth, you know, is going to take just that longer to go back. You know, it takes yes. nine months for your body to get back. Everyone is different. The other one that I've often heard is um, is that breastfeeding is easy. <laughs> um, yes, feeding is not necessarily easy. Um, it can actually be painful. Yes, but it can be painful, but it doesn't have to be painful. I think that's a bit of a double-sided yeah. myth there isn't it so um it's about getting the techniques right and um getting the attachment on that's a really important thing
0: yeah and i suppose that's where a lactation consultant can be so handy in those early days in breastfeeding as well
1: Yeah, for sure
0: yeah
1: and fantastic i have heard people say as well that they can't take herbs while they're breastfeeding Um, Mm -hmm. that's not true it just you've just got to have really good quality herbs that you know are true you know are right for you (laughs) yes
0: yeah and that's where you know seeing an atopathy or speaking to someone trained in in herbal medicine is the way to go in those sorts of scenarios as well yeah
1: that's right
0: um Um, is so you know there's all been a lot of uh, great uh, suggestions that you've given today but is there any key take-home message um, I suppose, in this episode of the podcast that you'd like to, you know, for people to take home with them, I suppose?
1: I guess the key point is that you do have to look after yourself as a mm-hmm. new mum. And uh, I know it's baby does, you know, baby does come first, of course, but um, you do have to make sure that you're looking after yourself because if, you, if you're not feeling great, if, uh, if you're not feeling if you're not feeling well, then you can't look after the baby because yes. you're not going to have that good state of mind. And as, as bub evolves, as bub grows, then if you're still not feeling great within yourself, then you're going to maybe be more irritable and snappy. And so many mums I see that have children that are a little bit older, they are just, um, finding it really hard to not snap at the kids and they feel guilt they snap and then they feel guilty and then they feel yes. feel just sick about that. And the thing is that like if you don't feel good, you can't respond well to you know your typical annoying kid stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you yes. gotta look at from the get go
1: yeah
0: fantastic
1: um and so if people are looking for you where can they find you on that big wide world web we've got well my website is naturopathnsw.com.au and i'm on social media which is i'm on instagram alison m underscore naturopath and i'm on facebook as alison mitchell naturopath and my podcast is guts and girl bits (laughs) which is a fantastic name I have to say and you've got some wonderful
0: wonderful uh speakers and topics uh on your podcast too so I highly recommend that everyone give uh Alison a listen also
1: thank you and I'd love to have you on the podcast at some point too oh well definitely like to come and chat to you on your podcast too (laughs) we'll
0: tee up the time Thank you so much for spending some time chatting to me today. I really appreciate it. Um, and we'll pop all those details up on the uh, podcast episode um, summary so people can find you if they need you. But thanks for
1: speaking to us today. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode. On the next episode, we'll be speaking to Dom from Eat Canoli. I look forward to catching you then.
1: For listening to the Natural Mama Podcast, this podcast is for informational purposes only. Listening to this podcast is no substitute for seeing a qualified health practitioner. Everybody is different, and the advice and opinions in this podcast cannot take into account individual circumstances and is not intended to take the place of seeing a healthcare or medical professional or seeking medical advice before starting any new health regimes or if you have any concerns about your health. Seek advice from a qualified health professional to see if it is right for you and your circumstances.